Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seaview Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareca. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A single moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time that we receive one of those moments. We are honored, overjoyed, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on one of our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareco, CView, 1111 at gmail.com or visit our website cview1111.net Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call and for $11 you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash p-u-r-e-c-o slash 11 and then please p.m. or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Danny and welcome everybody to our show today, Seeking Divinity with Sati Chappelle. The episode of the day is Creating a New Reality. Sati says, by understanding past and present life correlations of karmic or soul level influences or by creating cutting-edge manifestations, you can reach your highest potential here and now. Let Sati help you progress forward on the path towards creating and sustaining a whole and balanced life in which you naturally draw the truth of your heart's desire into being with every breath. To listen to more of Sati's inspirational quotes, her podcast, her paintings, a lot of the things that she does, please visit her website, www.seekingdivinity.com, and enjoy your visit to her site. It's a welcoming site. So, today we have Sati who is also a professional psychic reader, clairvoyant, audient, clairsentient, spiritual teacher, full trance channel, past life expert, lecturer, counselor, and so much more. And she's going to talk about how is it that you can bring manifestation into your life. She's going to tell us the three basic rules, three or four, she says. So let's bring Sati to the show. Hey, Sati, welcome. Hey, darling, how are you guys? We're doing very well, considering that we are in our house without going out and all, everything that's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's been tough, boy. Yeah, it's, it feels like forever, and it's been, at least in North Carolina, we just reached day 34 since, since it was official that we needed to be in our house. Well, we've had it a little longer out here in um, Colorado, and, you know, there's kind of good and bad with that, because I live in Colorado. In the spring, you can get snow into May. Um, No kidding. And, you know, so on the one hand, you're going to be happy to kind of stay in when it's cold, 
snowy unless you're really a, a snow enthusiast and do all of the sports associated with that. Um, so we've had it a little bit lucky on that level, but you know, when you're stuck inside and you are told not to go outside and, you know, it then turns from winter to actual spring and it looks gorgeous <laughs> out and, you know, you want to get out and among the world and people and you want to be in life again. It's like, oh, my God, so hard because you've waited a long time for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, the same here. So, Sati, you're going to be talking about lots of uh, beautiful things today, and we are going to get uh, to get some callers as well. So let, tell us a little bit what is it the show about, and of course, take charge of it. Well, um, thank you for asking, and thank you for hosting me again, Miss uh, Claudia. Um, you know, before we get started in everything, what I'd like to ask of our listeners today. Um, is, you know, please feel free to give us a call and ask your personal questions or ask questions regarding this pandemic or, you know, whatever globally or whatever uh, nationally happens to be on your mind. But also, I'm looking for feedback today in the sense of I would like you to tell me what you would like to change, either within your personal life or within the world at large. Um, and I'm going to give you guys opportunities to do that. And you could do that all at once, like when you, when you make your phone call. Um, we're going to try to do it briefly so that everybody gets a chance. But um, at the same point in time, I really want to hear from the audience today, um, if that's possible, and see what people are really thinking um, after we've gone through this uh, time of having been sequestered. Um, does that sound like it's going to be okay to do that today, Miss Claudia? Yes, it, it feels like it's going to be a fantastic opportunity. So I'm going to go take some names while you start us with the topic of the day. Great. Thanks so much, honey. Very right, well, welcome, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Um, I'd like to start today with a quote from Einstein. Einstein said, and this is slightly paraphrased, so uh, just an FYI on that, slightly. Einstein said that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over, but expect a different result. As we prepare for reemergence from this pandemic slash global initi uh, initiation, we are saying to ourselves and hearing others repeatedly say, quote, I can't wait to get back to normal, unquote. But I wonder, is that really what we want? Was the quote-unquote normal that we had so great? The USA and our global society seems like it has been a mess for a while. This pandemic slash global initiation has given us plenty of time to step outside of our lives and has enabled us greater 2020 vision in this 2020 year, coincidentally, or not. So it's given us greater 2020 vision into the way in which we live, into how we live, into society at large, how we go about not just our daily lives, but how we actually interface with this world we're on, this planet. And all of that, I think, has kind of proven that it's unsustainable. Consider that humankind must adapt to new ways of living and being in order to survive. This is hardwired into our nature as a species. We have to be able to adapt. When we were first created way, way, way back, like, you know, before caveman days, we were living in the savannas. There were you know, miles and miles and miles of fields and grasses and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, that kind of a reality shifted and changed. We were not yet fully standing upright at that point in time. 
when we finally stood upright, we noticed there was something beyond the grasses that were at that time, usually like, you know, five, six, seven feet tall. So now we stand upright, we're able to see over these grasses and we adapted and moved into the trees. And then we adapted again and moved into caves. And then we adapted again and we moved into makeshift huts. And then we adapted again and went from teeny tiny small tribal families into larger communities and even larger communities. And then finally into cities. And along the way, we tamed the land. We were able to farm it. We were able to plan ahead. And all of this speaks of adaptability. We have to adapt in order to survive as a species. Avoidance of this adaptation inevitably kills the race, whether that's quickly or slowly. As a race, if we don't adapt, we fail. And here I'm using the word don't as opposed to the word can't. We, if we don't adapt, the concept that this is a choice. So let's kind of unpack some of this now. Let's start with the statement that the U.S. global societal norms are kind of a mess. The U.S. has been a global leader for almost or slightly over, it depends on who you ask, 100 years. And most significantly, we've been a global leader since World War II. This actuality has been slipping away for a while now, and we've, how we've handled this pandemic as a nation shows further cracks. And many countries have shown up to this emergency and handled it far better than we. And I'll kind of come back to this concept of our society, not just on a United States level, uh, but on a global level in just a moment. Let's look at why I'm calling this pandemic slash global initiation a pandemic slash global initiation. Now, I spoke about all of this concept around global initiation in my early March 2020 radio show. I discussed what my guides were calling this exact time frame we are now in, which they referred to as a global initiation. And they saw running from about March 15th through to the end of May or the first week of June. Those are the exact dates they gave as being concurrent with this global initiation. And I find that fascinating because we have been in a global pandemic and it's no con con coincidence that those dates reflect the exact time frame that Americans in particular have experienced this pandemic. There's never just one reason for a thing, especially something as important as a spiritual initiation. And yes, I would like to stop for just a moment and say that this pandemic has been extremely hard. Initiations always test us in many ways, and they are never easy. Through this pandemic, people have lost their lives and their loved ones. They've suffered immeasurable hardship, whether on the medical front lines or due to loss of job, their own personal business, wages, home, food, or just something so simple as routine medical care due to the fact that the medical community is already wrangling such an extreme load. We as a nation, as a nation, have suffered so much more than this list, but, you know, for the sake of brevity, I'm just going to kind of stop recounting here. Yet this pandemic and global initiation has also given us the opportunity to stop the business of life, stop busyness of life to temporarily become the hermits on the mountain in order to truly and clearly see the life we lead, not just from our own perspective, but as a collective, as a global society, which we have be been becoming for about 40 years now. 
it's given us a chance to examine our own self-image and our collective image. It's given us a chance to really look at this old way of life pre-pandemic. I think that life has kind of been found a bit lacking. Previously, we had no time as a global society, a nation, or an individual to really rest, to truly seek peace, to seek and cultivate inner wellness. We had very little time for our families, our friends, ourselves. We always packed our time with stuff. Oh, my God, did we pack our time with stuff. We also, coincidentally, packed our closets. We packed our homes. We packed our lands. We packed our landfills with stuff. We packed ourselves with stuff, too. Lots of good food, but lots of crappy food. And I think it was making us sick. I'm sure you agree. We packed the air, the land, and the sea with chemicals and pollution, or stuff. We worked hard to pay for and then buy even more stuff. And truth be told, we were clearly all sick of it. So much of the natural world was and is still dying around us, but we have had no time for such things. We were packing. We were sick of it, but we were doing that same rat race, that same wheel over and over. All actions, especially those carried for a long enough period of time, create karmas, create a similar reaction. Is it any wonder then that we were made sick through a pandemic? I mean, really, that's amazing when you think about it. And this pandemic stopped us in our tracks. It showed us that we are responsible for polluting the earth because people were seeing mountains and cities and places that had been obscured by clouds of pollution for decades and decades. We were also shown that the earth can heal. We were also shown that if we make the earth sick, we get sick. And while we were all potentially sick of it all, we were ready to know the truth, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been given the opportunity to see the truth. I find it fascinating that this reality, this glimpse of our true reality, was given in a 2020 year, 2020 vision. I love it. I love how the universe works. You know, this pandemic also showed us that we were ready for change and that we have to change. Finally, also that we can change. All of this is just literally the tip of this pandemic's metaphoric iceberg. But I wanted to give you guys kind of some things to focus on, to chew on, to think about, to muse over this next month before we meet again in early June for the next radio show. Okay, so let's go back to the show. We've been given a reprieve, an undisputed and unique chance to see beyond our normal lives and to decide if it really is, if that life that we've been living really is in alignment with what we ultimately want. Does the image of life, both individually and culturally, match the image of our true inner selves, that inner self that we've been trying to birth over the last 30, 40 years. Now, that's another subject for a future radio show. But for those of you who understand this question, in the meantime, muse on it. But let's get back to Einstein for just a moment. Isn't it then insanity to just simply want more of the same? When we say to ourselves and others, can't wait to get back to normal, is that really what we want? Think of what we're saying, what we're creating, what we're manifesting by saying that. Do we really want to go back to packing it all in and having no time for anything that we own or go after? We can't even enjoy what we've created. 
Why don't we take a caller and think about some of this for a little while. And when the caller calls or whenever anybody wants to call today, let's look at, yeah, what is your personal question? But maybe you have a question on the pandemic or the state of the world that I can answer psychically for you. But also I really would like to hear from you. What did this pandemic show you that you want to change both in your reality and or see changed in the world? Claudia, do we have anybody uh, waiting on the line to, to speak with us today? Yeah, so let's go to the um, state of Kentucky and bring joy to the show. Hello. I love bringing joy to the show. Hello, Joy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. What can I do for you today, honey? Um, I just wanted to ask if I could get a general reading. On the show? Yes. You mean you want to just have a, a whatever pops up be spoken yes. about? Yeah. Um, okay. A general reading to me means, you know, usually about an hour of time, and I'm like, well, I don't think we're going to have the time for that. So just <laughs> want to make sure we were on the same page. All right, Joy, give me just a second here to connect into you, honey. Okay. Well, it's interesting because I think this show is really – um, probably resonating with you pretty much. Um, you tend to be uh, what I'm going to call a woman who really understands the beauty of nature and in some ways the fragility of nature. I think that you want to connect in more with nature and yet you do connect with nature more than you realize and maybe more than others in your sphere of influence. I think that also, you know, you have a lot of earth-based energy with you. I see quite a few past lifetimes within, like, the American Indian uh, cultures, some of the uh, South American cultures. Um, there's another one way up in, in uh, northern Europe. Um, this is way back. Uh, looks like maybe an early Germanic type of um, tribal culture. And all of these lifetimes spent in among nature kind of makes you like, yay, I love what we're experiencing now in the world because it's really kind of fun and it's just so different. But it also makes you yearn for nature and want you to you know, in some ways kind of return to that simplicity. And I think you're always trying to find a way to bridge that gap, that gap of the simplicity of old and the absolute wonderful fabulousness of the new. Um, does this make sense to you? Yes. Yes, it does. So I think that, you know, something, a, a good field for you to be in would be, or a good pastime, a hobby, would be for you to find ways to help humanity go back to some of these simplistic practices of being with nature, tuning into nature, um, learning from nature and learning the wisdom of nature. Um, you know, you can teach rituals that are done within nature or just, you know, help people get back to picnicking, something so simple, which in this time of pandemic would probably be a salve for the soul. Okie doke. Do you have anything yeah. <laughs> that you would like to add with regards to my question um, to you, the listener? as to something that you would like to see either change within the world or change within your own reality? <laughs> it's funny, but, yes, exactly what you're saying. I want to travel more, get out and see things. Right, experience the beauty <laughs> of this world. No kidding. Oh, yes. my goodness. Um, you know, I would like you to – this is what your guides are offering you, to envision yourself going to specific places, 
start with just okay. five. Make them your top five. See yourself walking around that place. Do a little research on that place online. This is bringing in the old and the new. Um, helping you to really feel like you're already there and that the funds for that, the money to support that comes in effortlessly. It comes in with ease and is born of just grace of having been so many places in past lives. So let all of that energy kind of percolate, right, in, in your, your cosmic coffee pot and let it help you to move into that, which, by the way, in the next couple of years will definitely come to be. So, you know, three years from now, I do see you traveling happily. Um, it could be as early as two and a half, but, you know, we've got some other stuff that we have to really deal with with this pandemic, um, and we have to iron some of things out before a lot of us can get back to the global movement that we had before. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to come up with a really exotic list, but okay, definitely. <laughs> well, good. Ta- choose your top five because I know you have a large list and your guides are saying it'll get too muddied if you do too many places at once. So the top three or five to focus on, and they will be your first ones that you go to. So make a priority list, darling. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank have you. a wonderful day in Nashville. Thank you. So let's look at this for just a moment, everyone. Let's say you decide that since change is inevitable and we're already halfway there to a massive change due to the pandemic, that we should just put our best foot forward and go for it. How do we begin to really honestly change, both individually and globally? The answer is really simple. We choose. We choose, we create again. We are individually and collectively master creators. We are manifestors. We just don't really fully realize that yet. For example, let's look at all that we have created in the last 150 years. We went from the horse and buggy to the space shuttle and the internet. That is like crazy amazing. That's truly, inevitably, out there amazing. So if it's really about what we choose and what we create, let's go to Harry Potter and Dumbledore from Chamber of Secrets. I love this quote. He says, it's not our abilities that show what we truly are. It's our choices. And here we are poised on the brink of making enormous choices, making huge changes, both because, yeah, we're forced to it, but also because it's timely. That's why all of this is happening right now, because it is timely. And that's part of this global initiation. The initiation kind of tests us, um, helps us to see, and then asks us to do the follow-through, asks us to make the changes that are in direct proportion to the initiation itself and to do so wisely, to create again. Let's take another caller if we can. And remember, you can ask a personal reading today, uh, sorry, a personal question, reading question, or you can ask something about the global pandemic or the global state of the world or um, I also would really like to hear from you as to what you would like to see in your personal life that you want to change or what you would like to see change on a global level. Do we have another call in this, Claudia? Yes, let's go to New York and let's bring Catherine to the show. Hello. Hey, Miss Catherine, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I am wonderful. It's a beautiful day out here in Colorado. Is it a nice day there? It's a little rainy, but um, every day is a good day, right? We're here. (laughs) I love that answer. You just captured my heart, darling. (laughs) What can I do for you today? Um, I'm wondering in terms of love, 
Um, there's two gentlemen that I'm speaking to. Um, I know it's kind of, you know, <laughs> not meeting immediately or anything like that, but for future to, you know, look forward to good times. Um, if you see anything, um, with either one of them, one name begins with the letter L and the other with the letter P. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Would you tell me your name again? Sure, Catherine. Catherine, that's right. I apologize. Oh, no worries. Well, Miss Catherine, you have been doing a lot of work on yourself, my darling. Um, you've been doing a lot of work on your mind, on your emotions, on who you see yourself as being, who you want to be, who you think you are. You've been asking other people who they see you as being, who they think you are. You've been, like, putting all of this into what I'm going to say a spiritual stew, and you have been allowing it to show you some deep truths about yourself. You've been creating your life. You've been creating um, what you want. You've been, you know, getting all of your ducks in a row. You've been, you've been busy, girlfriend. You have been really, really moving forward on what I'm going to call a life level and on the level of true knowledge of self. And I feel like this is part of why romance has kind of been on a back burner. You like romance, mm-hmm. everybody likes romance, but, you know, also are wise enough to know that it's a distraction. And so if you get too caught up in that distraction, then you can't get this other work done, and you have been busy, girl. So <laughs> now you're kind of like in this place of going, I would really like to have some love come in the door. Um, you know, and after doing all of that healing work with self, all of that introspection, you are poised and ready. And, you know, let me tell you something really quick. And, and this is not just for you. This is for all of my listeners out there. When you take the time to really do deep work in, on self, like our friend Catherine has done, you get the opportunity to really pull in that person, that partner, who is going to reflect all of the uncovered beauty that came with such deep change, deep introspection. And you get to really come to a relationship of fulfillment. So not just a relationship, but fulfillment as that's big time. So let me look at Mr. L and Mr. P really quick. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, I like both of them. Um, To say that both of them still are showing or reflecting, let's say it that way, more of who you used to be as opposed to the new and improved you, the new enlightened you, the the (laughs) new you that has a greater understanding of yourself in reality. So I'm not going to say that either of them would be ideal keepers, although Mr. L would be a little bit more of an ideal keeper than Mr. P. Um, Mr. P has a few issues around money. He has um, a little bit of what I'm going to call a greed factor and tends to not fully understand yet the concept of value in more of a spiritual sense, let's say. So he's uh, kind of going after things on that lower level of value. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, whereas Mr. L doesn't have that situation, and he is much more down to earth, and he is much more of a nature being like uh, you would like to have in your life. Um, he's got... Um, some emotional imbalances, though. And I'm not saying that as a negative. I mean, God knows we all have emotional imbalances, right? Yeah. But 
He's still working on them. So a lot of times that inner self that you can see in him that shows up from time to time that you go, oh, oh, there you are. I love that about you. Then kind of goes away. And so you're like, oh, well, you know. And and so there's this real kind of push-pull with him. And that's why I say neither of them are ideal. Now, let's look really quick at when – Oh, for lack of a better way of saying it, Mr. Wright shows up. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, it's not too far away, sweetie pie. I would say wow. by the end of this summer, you are in wow. the arms of the man you want to be with, and it can he can come as soon as two months from now. Um, or maybe even six, seven weeks from now. He is literally right around the corner. And when you see him, it's going to be kind of that thing where, like, you know, the stars are flying, you hear the angels singing, and, you know, playing, <laughs> go, oh, my God, what the heck happened? That is going to be something fun. Magical, my dear. Wow. Oh, fabulous. Oh, I wish that for me and for everybody that way. You know, we can all get that romance back and, you know, shift the energy from worry to love um, even more. Yeah. And that statement proves what I said about all the work you've been doing on self, darling, because if you can't see that, you're just not in that place of having worked on yourself. And you saw that. You hold that in your heart. That's a true statement of love from you. Thank you for saying that. Yes. That's wonderful. So is oh, that thanks. what you want to be for the world? Yeah, oh. we, I, you know, it, um, it, it really had me thinking, this whole thing. Like, you know, supposedly it came from the bats and people, you know, not being able to eat, you know, regular food, you know, not, you, you know, that poverty. Um, so, like, look, look at how interdependent we all are. Are, you know, like, you know, you could say it was like a small or insignificant part of the population, um, you know, that everybody was ignoring. So, like, it just goes to prove, like, no, nothing can be ignored. No one should be ignored. You know, we're all, it's such a domino effect. We're all, we're all one. We're all so interconnected. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, that kind of light shines you know, even more. Um, well, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think that's very true. And the more that we as individuals pack into our world and into our lives, the less there is for others in some ways, because there isn't enough to go around. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we need to learn what our fair share is and then make sure that others get their fair share as well. And that should be part of our human day-to-day. I mean, gosh, we've learned that lesson from Ebenezer Scrooge every Christmas for, like, what, years now? Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Well, I think that's lovely. So, yeah, let there be more love, romance in the world that's true and, and real and let people learn how to share and make sure that our brothers and sisters have enough and we have enough. Yeah. Yeah. And let Indeed. us learn what enough is. Yeah. Yeah. And thank, thank, thank you, Catherine. Thank you both. God bless you. Much love to you both. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Miss Catherine. Have a beautiful day. You both as well. Thank you. You know, um, Sati, while you were uh, asking um, the question to people, I was uh, thinking of the current situation and things that I do love about all of this uh, seclusion or different world that we're living right now. And one of the things that I do love, and I don't want to go back to what it was, is how less traffic there is. I love that the streets are empty, but also that, you know, the sun is shiner. The the air is lighter. Like, I would wish that we can go back to a world where 
people don't go out to work outside of their houses as much as we were doing. Like we could stay home and be part of your family and your home and work from home. Like like the idea of working for, from home is not that bad. I think if we could find a nice a balance with that, we would um, help Mother Earth to continue to to heal the way it is is doing by not polluting it as much. What do you think? I agree in a lot of ways, but, you know, there's always a couple of angles to every, you know, situation. I think from a corporate standpoint, a lot of corporations worry that there will be people who abuse the system and say they put in eight hours worth of work and only put in three. And while that is probably true, there are those out there, I know of, speak to, and have heard of far more that actually do the opposite. They mm-hmm. put in eight hours worth of work on the time clock, but they actually put in 10 hours worth of work. And that's probably the other side. From an individual standpoint, there are a lot of people out there that feel like, oh, my God, they just put in way more work than what they used to. And then there are people like my man. Now, now he has worked at home for the majority of his career. Um and, you know, he has it down to a science. He's pretty disciplined. Um, he's amazing, actually, with his discipline. He gets more done than any 20 people I happen to know. And he does so in a very methodical fashion. So it doesn't look like he's running crazy, and it doesn't look like he's packing in too much in his day. He happens to know his limits, his capabilities, and he works within them. And so he gets a lot done, and he just – he he works on A, he finishes it, he goes to B, he finishes it, he goes to C. And, you know, it's, I, I really wish I was that way, quite frankly. But anyway, the point I'm making is that I think there's positives and negatives to everything. I've had quite a few clients that have been contacting me and saying, you know, since this pandemic has occurred, they can't escape their abusive partner as easily. And when they were able to go to work, they were able to escape their abusive partner or their abusive child or, you know, their abusive mother-in-law that happens to live with them um, or whatever it may be, right? And I think that there are people that have to get out of the house. But I agree with you. What I'd really like to see is a choice. And I think that's what you're ultimately, you know, looking for is personal choice. Those that really want to go to the office, let them go to the office and let there be an office. They don't have to be these gargantuan places anymore. Um, And those that are able and want to work from home, let them work from home. And that would accomplish the less traffic. It would give those people that need to get out of the house a chance to get out of the house. It would give the corporations the feeling that at least half of their employees were going to show up to work and the other half were going to be able to work. And, you know, it might actually kind of solve some of this. So I love the idea. What do you think? Yeah, like um, you were talking about choices, about uh, like even that with those situations that you have mentioned of people that need to get out because they don't want to see what's going on in their houses. Well, that's their choice. Your choice is now, okay, am I going to continue with situations that are unhealthy? Not only personal, like I was talking about also the, the earth, Choices right. that we can do to help the earth continue to heal. Well, of course, those choices have to include healing myself first. If I'm in an environment that shouldn't be the way it is, well, make a choice and correct that. I, I think that that um, one opportunity of all of this pandemic is that it has allowed us to look deep within ourselves and see, okay, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What is it that I like better? And what is it that I don't like at all? And if we have it there, I would wish for everybody, for myself, for everyone that we have 
the uh, energy, the power, the um, self-reliance to change that? And how do we do that, Sassy? I love that. I love those three things, the power, the self-reliance, the ability to change and to see what we need to change. You are a thousand percent correct, Claudia. We, we need that on individual level, and we also need that for the world because there's a lot of things in the world that need to change. And I think we've kind of been, like, you know, complacent about things. Oh, that'll be the next generation's job to change. Oh, we are too busy. We can't change it or we can't afford to change. And, you know, this pandemic has shown, you know, kind of called bullshit on all of that, if you pardon my expression. <laughs> it really has, right? So to answer your question specifically, let's look at Manifestation 101. And let me tell you guys uh, listening to me, I know you don't always know uh, your, your host very well, meaning myself. Miss um, Claudia is our producer. <laughs> um, I have been working with, consciously working with manifestation my whole life. Um, I have to be honest with you, when I was a little girl, I used to watch a lot of the shows in which females in particular are great manifestors. You know, you look at I Dream of Jeannie or Bewitched or some of these other shows in which people were able to manifest out of thin air. Um, you know, Jesus was a fabulous manifester. A lot of the Eastern Indian masters were wonderful manifestors. And we look at these individuals with a sense of awe and we say, oh, that's what they can do. That's not what I can do. And, and that's actually untrue. Because we put this concept as being something so incredible, we feel small in the face of it. And it simply is untrue. We do have the power to change. We do have the power to change the world around us. And we do have the power to manifest. So let's look at some things, Station 101. And I got three simple rules to keep in mind, like Miss Claudia said. And then I have one request, which makes it number four. So first thing, keep it positive. When you go to manifest anything, keep it positive. What you choose to manifest, let it be positive. Let it be a positive, enriching thing. The words that you use when you ask for it, let them be positive. Don't use the word don't, for example. Um, don't say no more. Here's a simple thing to remember. If you say to somebody, don't forget your keys, they hear the word forget. They do not hear the word don't, and the keys are left on the counter. The positive way of saying that is remember your keys because that is what you truly want. Our society in this Kali Yuga, and it is worldwide, not just in the United States, has allowed our idioms our commonly used phrases to come into such disrepair, such negativity, that we always say the negative opposite of what we really want. So we need to really change that first and foremost and start thinking in positive terms so that what we create on this planet and in our own lives is something positive. So then choose your words Specifically, carefully, if you want a new car, say, bring me a new car. I'm ready for a new car. But then make sure you are. Make sure that your payments for a new car are going to be easily made. In other words, this is number two. Don't choose something out of your reach. Everybody goes through the whole I want a million dollars, or I want a billion dollars in today's society, or I want a hundred million dollars, or whatever it is. Right? Well, if you're barely making ten dollars, 
it's going to be really hard to make that jump from 10 to 100 or a million or a billion or whatever it is, right? We all know it's a little zero, but boy, that zero packs a punch now, doesn't it? And I'm going to make a, a real point about this. For well over 100 years, collectively, the majority of humans on the planet have been asking for, praying for, trying to create peace. Right? Everybody has. People all over the world have been praying for peace. Please, God, let us have some peace. Blah, blah, blah. Let there be peace on earth. Every Christmas, we chant that as a society, whether we're Christian or not. Well, where is that peace? Our world has not come to a place of peace in which there is no war and no fighting and no killing after a hundred years of practicing that mantra. And why is that? It's not because we don't really want it. We do. But, you know, there is such a thing as asking for something out of reach. I would love to think the best of humanity. And I think, I honestly think the best of the individual. Individuals are wonderful creatures, but sometimes humanity becomes a mob and is not so much of a wonderful creature. Sometimes in bulk, we kind of go overboard. And I think that humanity as the global tribe has not yet been ready for peace. And that's why after 100 years of asking for it, trying to manifest it, we, we have made some progress, definitely, but we haven't created the goal yet. And let there be peace on earth is a great phrase. It's not that we screwed up number one and we didn't <laughs> say it positively. We said it positively. So we have to be able to choose something that is somewhat within our grasp. It can be slightly out of our grasp. That's for darn sure. But don't make it like so far afield that, you know, in a hundred lifetimes, you ain't going to get there. Don't pray to become a world leader if you can barely hold a job type of thing, right? Nobody would do that, right? So we, we have to think within our means. Number three, your intent for the change, in other words, what you want must be clear. Your energy and your words must line up. They've got to match. So first, look into really why you want your goals, why you want what you want, so that you can choose more wisely. Maybe you really don't need a new car, for example, going back to that manifestation. Maybe you'd like to have a new car, but if your house is falling down around you, probably getting a new car is not going to help you too much. So you have to really look at why you want what you want. And you need to look at also what you really need and then what is within your means or slightly beyond those means. And then make sure that your energy and your words line up. So earlier when I spoke to, I think it was Catherine, and I said to her, you know, yeah, see yourself, envision yourself in the places we want to go. Make a list. Keep it short. In other words, when you go to manifest something, don't manifest 900 things at once. You're going you're gonna to water that energy down too much. Put your energy into that which is the greatest priority, that which your heart truly, truly wants, first and foremost. Make sure, again, your energy, your words are all positive and aligned up with what you want what you are ready for, and then, honey, go for it. Go for it, go for it. Don't think anything but it's going to actually happen. And see what happens. You know, really put your all into it. Put your best foot forward. 
let the universe show you that you can manifest. So finally, I have a request for everybody, now that we've looked at this a little bit. Could you please do me a favor and do the world a favor and do yourselves a favor? This is a request from my guides. They're asking to pray for success for humanity. Uh, here we are back to the praying for peace for humanity. On one level, we can all do it. We can all do it daily. We can put our effort and energy behind it. It's something all of us can get behind because we do want humanity to be successful. We want ourselves to be successful, and we are included in humanity. So by asking for humanity to be successful, we are also creating that for ourselves. We're focusing on that energy of success. And one of the main things required in success is putting your best foot forward. So it is calling humanity to be its best in a way that it can easily accept and not push against. So ask for it, pray for it, seek it, call for it, manifest it, create it. All of these things are part of the creative manifestation process. Visualize it happening. The guides are asking for this because they know it's a gift for humanity. And it's an enormous gift for humanity. And it's one of those things where it's going in the back door. Oftentimes we ask for things for humanity, like, for example, global peace. And humanity in some measure, meaning some portions of humanity don't yet want that. So they're going to push against it. So we go in the back door because all the guards are at the front door. And this is one way that we can do that. So please, if you wouldn't mind, I consider it a personal favor, but it also is a favor for all of the world. Ask for, pray for it, seek it, create it, manifest it, call for it, look for success within humanity in every way possible. Look for all of this success for yourselves as well in your own realities. And let's see what kind of change we can make with this new momentum that the pandemic has supplied us with. Let's see how far we can ride this new tide of being and what wondrous things we can create. Because remember, we've created so much already in the last hundred years, so much change. Let's just do it again. Time to roll up our sleeves, folks. All right, well, Miss Claudia, is there anything else you think we need to do for today, honey? No, I think that's a beautiful way to end today's uh, show, um, asking for humanity's success. And I like that you would say putting your best foot forward. That's not that difficult. No, we, we can. It's better it's a better way of thinking of it than saying become your best self today. For most people, that's like, oh, my God, you know, so that, that may seem, whether it really is or not, too out of reach. But by putting your best foot forward, that's only one, one foot and it's only one step. And you only have to do it that one time. And Usually people find they like it enough to do it again and again and again. And by the time they are done doing that, they look back and they see how many miles and miles and miles they have come just by simply putting their best foot forward. So I'm glad you picked up on that, Miss Claudia. Thank you so much. No, thank you for that. that that's, that's a good advice. And certainly I'm going to have that intention together with you and everyone that is listening and will listen to this. Wonderful. I am so happy to hear that. Remember, everyone, this is our time to see clearly. Pandemic happening in this 2020 year is no coincidence. This is divine design to allow us the opportunity to see 
how we can change, where we need to change, and what we need to do to change. So let's make the most of it, okay? That's one way we can turn something that can be seemingly such a hardship, such a negative, and turn it into a positive. There's always a way. All right, everyone, it has been my pleasure working with you today. Ms. Claudia, it's been just such a such a joy as always to spend time with you. I hope our listeners have a beautiful day, and may we all create the life that we truly wish for, a life of beauty. Blessings be. Bye. Thank you. Remember, everybody, www.seekingdivinity.com.